HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Michter's Distillery. Visit michters.com to find out how their taste-is-everything-cost-be-damned attitude is creating some of the finest whiskeys available. I'm Leite Sue, host of Word of Mouth. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to The Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. We are listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. It's the greatest radio station in the world. I'm just going to say that because it is. It's truly true. Um, In the studio today, uh, we have the brand new brand ambassador for the Tuttletown Spears Company uh, and the Hudson Whiskeys, very, very uh, wildly popular uh, whiskey company out of Gardner, New York. We have Han Shun in the studio today. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey. It's great to be here. Great to have you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is uh, it's a new job for you. This is brand new. Yeah, brand new. Uh, two months in now, and uh, I learned something new about every minute. What? Okay, so that's, to me, like my favorite part of being in this industry is there's always more to learn, you know? And uh, I'm, I'm really glad to have you in the studio. I'm, you yeah. know, we get to learn from each other today. Indeed, you know? indeed. Well, thanks so much for having me. And yeah, I mean, this—it's truly a dream job. Obviously, I've been a fan of Hudson whiskey for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but part of the job is is educating people about not just Hudson whiskey, but about whiskey in general. And as somebody who's been drinking whiskey since I was about three months old, and I'll, t- I'll tell you that story <laughs> yeah, if you do want. Tell. <laughs> You know, I just came back from Nashville, where uh, or Tennessee. We were in uh, Tennessee with uh, a, a bunch of other whiskey ambassadors from from William Grant and Sons, folks who represent the Belvinie and uh, Glenfiddich, and uh, we were out visiting uh, Corsair, little tiny mm-hmm. micro distillery, not too different from from how the the early days at Tuttletown. Uh, before Hudson Whiskey kind of uh, got a little bit more popular. But we also visited Jack Daniels, which was the other f- just absolute flip side, but amazing to see. And we saw Dickel, which is kind of in between, uh, certainly a big company owned by Diageo. And, mm-hmm. But, you know, we got to see how Tennessee whiskey's made and sample 
Tennessee whiskey. And, you know, the, the part of the job is, is learning about whiskey writ large and being able to spread the love and, and spread the good word about what makes this spirit uh, something that people all around the world clamor for and, and love to drink. Yeah. You know, one of the things I find interesting about um, the modern uh, state of, of American whiskeys is that, you know, we love old fashions in Manhattans. And then, like, it just, just made me think of this. Like, when you're you're at uh, at uh, Jack Daniels and, and Dickel, you know, they're, they're Tennessee whiskey, so they're yeah. they're uh, they're filtered through uh, sugar maple mm-hmm. uh, charcoal. And so it makes it a little bit sweeter. But it's mm-hmm. like... Some and people, Some people... Mm-hmm. Some, yeah, exactly. Some people knock on that, but it's like, man, wait a minute. You're drinking an old-fashioned right now, so yeah. you added yeah. sugar into yeah. it. So It's just, yeah, they're, they're a little bit more like an Irish whiskey, right? Yeah. Most Irish whiskey you think of... Uh, a little more body. Tullamore Dew, uh, Jameson. It's, it's um, triple distilled. And mm-hmm. when you distill it a third time you're removing some of the congeners some of the flavors you could say as well but also uh you're you're making it that much more smooth and that works for some people and it's a lovely thing i think there's pros and cons and some people like oh no that's but uh, you know i i like it all now uh hudson whiskey is certainly a little bit more robust and you know it'll stand the the our manhattan rye stands up fantastic in, in a manhattan uh, you wouldn't really want to make a Manhattan probably with Jack Daniels. Eh, you could. You could try. Why not? Maybe but, get back on the vermouth. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Uh, but, yeah, it's just it's it's a very, very exciting time for American whiskey, I think, in general. It's, it's it, uh, you know, a dream come true to be working in whiskey. Yeah, absolutely. What got you into whiskey? Well, uh, so going back to the story about <laughs> having it, I think uh, my, my first dram, my first wee dram, um, I was uh, about three months old, and I was with my, my folks visiting my grandparents, and I had an ear infection, which I, I was troubled by the first uh, in my infancy. And, um, you know, it's the 70s, so the doctor, uh, uh, I was just inconsolable. I, I, I hadn't slept in, in a day and a half, and, and I was just crying. And, and the doctor asked my mom, hey, is there any whiskey in the house? And in my household, yeah, there was a little, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think there was some wild turkey and and he suggested she give me a little wild turkey with my milk, and and uh, and I put it down and promptly slept for like 24 hours. My mom was uh, looking in on me every once in a while, making sure I wasn't gone. But uh, I was just sleeping a, a lovely slumber and woke up and uh, asked for a little bit more whiskey. No, I woke <laughs> up and I wasn't crying anymore. But uh, I had a I had a taste for for bourbon. All you wanted was some whiskey. At the yeah. end of the day. <laughs> nice. Um, so, what led you to? Uh, how, how did you become the uh, new brand ambassador for the for the great uh, Total Town? Yeah. Well, company? I mean, uh, so for, first of all, I'm, I'm I'm not a brand ambassador for Total Town Distillery or for Total Town Spirits. Um, I'm, I'm I only work on Hudson whiskey, mm-hmm. uh, which is plenty for me. Uh, that being said, because they uh, have the, the vodkas and yep, like they, other they have some, some other great spirits and Roggins it's a fa- rum. fantastic uh, spirits company, fantastic distillery all around. And um, Gable Irenzo, mm-hmm. who who was the brand ambassador, great. fantastic dude. He uh, basically wanted to come home and get off the road after being the brand ambassador for Hudson Whiskey for a bunch of years, because he it, he's the son and the father son duo. His dad Ralph. Uh, co-founded uh, Tuttletown Spirits, and and you know Gable himself was a, is a distiller there, and he wanted to take care of Tuttletown, 
and look after its development and its growth and and be closer to uh you know his his dog and his dad and and uh his wife his wife Kathy, of course yeah um, and his motorcycle and his, yeah and his dodge call, charger gotta, and yeah. I, I gotta call i gotta call him out real quick gable we're still supposed to go on that motorcycle ride soon yeah there you maybe go. maybe before we get into the whiskey yes yes you do that on the back end yeah but uh yeah he wanted to get off the road and uh they basically hudson whiskey did a a call out a, a search for a new brand ambassador um they they created a campaign called making the cut where they were basically saying hey if you're a fan if you dig hudson whiskey uh you know uh step up and and maybe you'll make the cut and you know i, I was just telling uh some some other folks that on the on the morning they announced this campaign the search for a new brand ambassador for hudson i i got the email forwarded uh to to me by my my friend matt browner hamlin i think uh who uh runs a jigger of blog.com boozy blogger he got the press release he forwarded it to me and about five minutes later i forwarded it to my sweetie uh with a note that just said my next gig you know um I just thought, wow, this is perfect. I'm, I've been a fan of Hudson Whiskey. I've you know, gone up and, and toured the distillery, and I just love the community aspect, the family-run business. It's, uh, you know, they're making the stuff grain to glass. It's fantastic spirit. And I thought, you know, if this could me take, be me taking a leap into the industry by doing this, you know, it would be a dream come true, and it has. Nice. So they literally – so they, they – basically put us through a a huge process though there were i guess a couple hundred applicants they broke that down to 12 and then to three finalists and and myself and a woman named sarah and a guy uh named michael the three of us went and and did a distillery residency essentially we we spent three weeks up there and and learning everything there is to know about hudson and actually learning how to make it uh, from from mashing to fermenting to distilling, bottling, dumping the barrels, tasting and, and blending, and the whole nine yards. And uh, you know, it, it was just such a fascinating process. And it was the kind of thing that I probably would have paid for at a different time yeah, in my sure. life. You know, uh, but in the end, there was a promise of of a job for for the the final pick. And uh, in the end, I'm, I'm very grateful to have made the cut. Yeah, absolutely, and congratulations to you. I mean. It, it, Something that strikes my interest here uh, with this whole situation is that, um, and, and speaking before, uh, we were talking about how, uh, before the show, we were talking about uh, how you hadn't been a bartender before, ever, yeah, um, but an enthusiast. Yeah. And and to me, that's that's really interesting because, you know, as, as a bartender... Um, be, when I'm on the other side of the bar, mm-hmm. I'm super enthusiastic. <laughs> but I always want to have that. Like, there's there's the the whole ideal of being at a bar and it being a, a kind of a communal experience and mm-hmm. a very like social experience. When you go to a bar, or when like even before you became the the brand ambassador mm-hmm. for Hudson, um, did you? sit at the bar with like friends or even with strangers and like, just like talk about it like passionately. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I can envision that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I, it, one of the, one of the incredible fringe benefits, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm now 
you know, making a living doing something I was spending all of my living on. Well, clearly you meant to do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I... They found you. (laughs) I had been an enthusiast and just someone who, uh, like probably a lot of listeners to this, to this show, um, uh, just geeked out on, on the industry, on spirits, followed certain personalities on Twitter and watched small screen network and videos about making cocktails and bought the latest books because I just was so enamored with, uh, you know, bars and, and that communal gathering, uh, in, in bars that, that, uh, that we adore, but, but also, you know, the, the, uh, alchemical process of making fine spirits and, and the whole kind of craft distilling renaissance that, that we're seeing bloom across the country. It was yeah. all stuff that I just was fascinated by and, and continue to be fascinated by. And I'm learning more than ever now yeah. that I'm actually in this role. But, you know, I, I, I worked a handful of shifts here and there, uh, behind bars at, you know, but beers and shots, I, I've never been a craft cocktail bartender. I've, I've certainly, uh, I only, I, I did it for fun and I did it to help out, you know, friends that I knew, uh, who, who own places. And, you know, I, I did it 20 years ago and then again, 10 years ago. And then again, a, a few years ago for three months, you know I mean? So I've, I technically have worked behind bars, but for, for all intents and purposes, I've been a civilian until a couple months ago. Well, yeah, you actually, like, I heard through the grapevine that you're, uh, you were, and maybe still are a political and environmental activist. And how does that, how yeah. does that flow into, I mean, I mean, I get it yeah, because it's, small grassroots, you know, spot up in Gardner, New York, you know, sure. where they source everything from right there, yeah. you know, to me. How does that, how, yeah, is no, that I mean, part of the draw to it? Sure, sure. For for me, the the ethos, the the way that Hudson Whiskey's made and the, and the care, the community uh, uh, aspect of, of how this stuff is crafted with local grain and, and just the, the kind of focus on sustainability. All of that is super important to me. And it's one of the way, one of the reasons that, that I just adore this, this whiskey. Uh, but you know, I mean, I, I, I am still involved in, in, you know, human rights and, and environmental campaigning. I, I'm, I serve on some boards and I, I work with activists, uh, and I, I always will, um, on, on issues that I care about, but, I'd been doing it for 20 years and I, I was just getting a little burnt out and I, on a lot of levels, uh, this had been my avocation, you know, mm-hmm. spirits and, and, uh, and cocktails. I, it, it was the thing that, uh, I did as a, as a hobby because it was fun and it, and it helped me blow off steam after being lucky enough to, to make a living doing, you know, uh, important work, uh, on, on environmental and human rights issues. Uh, but at, at, at the point that I had the opportunity to sort of switch my vocation and avocation, at least for a little while, I could not pass that up. Yeah. We yeah. could do a whole series of shows on just <laughs> like the connection of small batch distilleries and community and, and the benefits of that and yeah. the actual effect of that. You know, Absolutely. I think, I think there's so much happening right now with the community of, well, first of all, just, Bartenders in general, yeah. Bars in general, yeah. Restaurants in general, like all the above, you know. Like, yeah. And then, then we get into like, you know, helping out. Basically, everyone's helping out each other. Like, you've got like all the farmers and the distillers, 
yeah. and the breweries, you know, yeah. and, and and restaurants. Like we're all helping each other out, without a doubt, trying to deliver the greatest product we possibly can. Yeah, and and that's that's one of the other things. I mean, uh, Ralph Lorenzo, I mentioned before, who co-founded um, Tuttletown Distillery and and the you know started distilling. Hudson Whiskey, uh, you know, he's been very much at the forefront of this craft distilling renaissance that we see blooming all across the country. And here in New York State, uh, Hudson Whiskey, of course, is the very first uh, whiskey distilled uh, in New York State since Prohibition. In fact, the very first bourbon ever made in New York State. And, uh, you know, it was it was very, very difficult to, to get started. There was there were regulations and and uh, extremely high cost to, uh, f- for licensing um, a, a new distillery, and, and Ralph, uh, in his infinite wisdom, has has not only um, you know been making this great uh, spirit that w- that we will enjoy in just a moment, <laughs> but uh, also lobbying in Albany and, and now mm-hmm. in Washington D.C. to change some of the laws around regu- regulations and and. Uh, and licensing for for craft distillers, and so now there's something like forty some odd uh, new distilleries just in New York State, and that's that's great for local farmers. It's great for the economy, um, and you know there's there's a sort of a recognition that that a rising tide floats all boats. I don't think that's always true, by the way, <laughs> but but in terms of this industry, uh, you know. Tuttletown, Ralph, and and the the folks uh, with Hudson Whiskey are are applauding and cheering for new distillers who are starting up, not seeing them as competition, but seeing them as new you know colleagues and allies. And it's and, called synergy, and, and it's just and fantastic. It's a great thing. Absolutely. You know what? Let's take a quick break, and uh, when we get back, we'll continue talking about Hudson Whiskey with Hans Schott. Back in just a moment. Michter's Distillery is a proud sponsor of In the Drink and HeritageRadioNetwork.org. At Michter's, our passion is making the finest whiskeys possible. When you only make small batch and single barrel whiskeys like Michter's does, your whiskey has to be perfect. No detail is too small, from careful attention to the wood used in the construction of our barrels to lower barrel entry proof before heat-cycled aging in advance of exacting chill filtration. And no whiskey gets bottled until Michter's Master Distiller says it's just right. Michter's Cost Be Damn Taste Is Everything Attitude is apparent in every sip of its smooth, rich whiskeys. Is it worth it? A lot of spirits lovers seem to think so. Food & Wine magazine called Michter's the best American whiskey. Bon Appetit said it's amazing. And the Wall Street Journal had one special word for Michter's. Phenomenal. For more information, visit michters.com or simply visit your favorite bartender or retailer and ask for Michter's. And we are back. You're listening to The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network, the best radio station in the world. In the world. 
Yeah, for, for the record, I like Michter's whiskey. You know. It's, oh, yeah. It's a fine product. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, but we're not here to talk about Michter's. No, no. <laughs> we will be in the yeah. future. Um, so, okay, it's been it's been awesome talking to you so far. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think that the Hudson whiskeys are, they, they kind of uh, ushered in a lot of the small batch, like really grassroots style of, of whiskeys that we see mm-hmm. today. Yeah. You know, um, small, like 375 milliliter apothecary bottles. I worked at a whiskey shop, uh, Linnell's, back in the day. Oh, yeah, we were yeah. the first ones to carry the it. The very f- first four bottles that yeah. Ralph drove down. He drove them down. To yeah. Red Hook, walked into Linnell's, and she said, Hey, this is good stuff. We'll take whatever you got. Absolutely. <laughs> drive back up. And I've and always put the rest of the stuff in, in the barrels. Yeah, yeah, I've always loved it since then, you know. Um I'm I have a uh, a bottle I, I what I used to do well, I still do occasionally, but uh all my friends that started having babies, uh <laughs> what I would do uh when the baby bourbon came out, the the Hudson uh whiskey baby bourbon, uh I would always have a bottle of baby bourbon I would ship to my friends, yeah. you know, in other cities when they were having kids. That's perfect. And actually, yeah. the first, uh, my friends Stephen and Susan in Oklahoma City, I, uh, Ralph, uh, signed a bottle to them. Nice. And, uh, it was, it was great. Um, since then, the line has grown, you know. Um, well, yeah, there, so- there was the, 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 uh, the old grist mill. Mm hmm. Uh, kind of like moonshine, like white dog style. Mm-hmm. Now it's the uh, the New York uh, New York corn, New York yeah. corn, um, and that's just that's basically that that's our white dog. That's the mm-hmm. the pure uh, New York corn. It's all from within. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, it's it's all from uh, Tantillo's farm. You know, literally right up the road from from the distillery, and uh, it's it's some Wapsie Valley sort of. Uh, heirloom corn and 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 some hudson valley uh field corn um but that's basically the baby bourbon before it goes into the barrel sure. and ages and gets all that nice you know vanilla and caramel and oak that that gives the baby bourbon its distinctive flavor but the new york corn it's still fantastic for white dog yeah. so smooth marzipan just uh candy corn deliciousness i think i got a couple of recipes <laughs> on your website that actually yeah, yeah. use that um there is the uh the government warning label, rye, the... Uh... Oh, yeah, well, so now it's, uh, I mean, yeah, things have changed. See, you were around way back. very, very, very <laughs> early watching, watching you know, the, the first attempts at, at uh, putting the stuff in a bottle and slapping a label on it. But uh, so now, you know, we call it Manhattan rye. Um, and, and it's, you know, I have, I have a lot of friends who, who's, who, who uh, think the rye is, is their just absolute favorite. Um and it, it is it's great and it's called Manhattan Rye of course as as an homage to to the borough uh, because Ralph uh, lived there for a bunch of years and opened climbing gyms before he became a whiskey man and moved upstate um, back to the Hudson Valley where he's from but uh, but it's also very much you know it's a, it's a double entendre it's very very much intended very to remind people in that that uh, it's fantastic in a in Manhattan, Manhattan content, and yeah. Manhattan should be made. With rye, you know, a bourbon, nothing wrong with the bourbon in Manhattan. My mom likes them, um, but the the spiciness of of the Manhattan rye just it holds up really, really nice with a complex vermouth. And well, I mean, I, it's I I've always very much. I, I remember one time uh, at the Manhattan Cocktail Classic, it was uh, 
geez, what was it? 2010. It was like one of the first ones where we were in the uh, Angostura bitters drought. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, and Nick <laughs> Jarrett was, was working the uh, touch and go. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Jarrett was working at the, uh, the uh, Hudson whiskey kind of kiosk bar, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he had a giant, like 16 ounce bottle of uh, Angostura. They just popped the top off and made everyone take shots of it. And it kind of like a fuck you to the drought. Um, but the, then we enjoyed some uh, Hudson uh, Manhattans. Yeah, nice. Um, what are we drinking right now? Yeah, we're drinking the Four Grain. This is, this is my uh, favorite. Hudson though. Whiskey Four Grain Bourbon. And, um, you know, we're, we're listening to the to the, the, the Michter's uh, sponsor uh, message earlier. And, and, I you know. Certainly, there's there's lots of nice things to say about Michter's, but the New York Times recently uh, uh, called this their their favorite new uh, American bourbon, uh, new craft American bourbon. This is uh, a four grain, but it's still a bourbon, of course. So it's it's sixty percent corn, but then it's also got rye and wheat and uh, malted barley. So it's just a very complex, smooth sipper, and you know you get a little spiciness from the rye and mm-hmm. the mid palate, a little cracked pepper thing going on, but then that the the wheat kind of smooths smooths it out, gives it a nice lingering finish, and and it's just a uh, yeah, it's it's my uh, it's my favorite new smooth sipper. But you it's, know I get to drink a lot of this stuff, so I I toggle back and forth jealous. month to month, <laughs> you know between between favorites, but it's my favorite lately for yeah. sure. I mean, this one has been one of my favorites out of the line. Actually, it's been my absolute favorite uh, yeah. as long as the line's been out. Um, I just love a four grain whiskey. I, it it just reminds me of home. It reminds yeah. me of being on the farm yeah. and like, you know, I, I, why limit yourself? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> throw throw all throw four them all of those in there. grains in there, man. <laughs> uh, but I mean, what's cool about this is like, I mean, your your bourbon is. 100% corn, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we've actually, you know, we've started uh, adding just a little bit of malted barley. You kind of uh, have know. to, just to... Well, yeah, I mean, originally it was a 100% corn. Um, and, you know, almost every distiller will use a little bit of malted barley in their mix, in their in their mash bill, because there's some enzymes there that kind of kickstart the, the fermentation, fermentation process yeah. in, a, in a lovely alchemical way. Not, it's not alchemical, actually. We know exactly what's happening, but... Uh, <laughs> But it's, you know, so so it's 90% corn. Um, it's still a very, very, you know, it's all corn except for a little malted barley. And the truth of the matter is the malted barley adds just a hint of spice, the same way that a lot of bourbon makers will add a little bit of rye for that flavor. Um, there's there's a hint of sort of Christmas spice, uh, and, it's, and it's just lovely. Um, but it's, yeah, it's 90% corn. And then, of course, you know, we have a, a single malt. Um, that's that's the, the, the last one. And it's a very, very different single malt than, you know, when people think of single malt, they think of scotch. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it ain't scotch. It's made in New York. Um, but more than that, even though it's 100% malted barley uh, in there, it goes into new charred American oak barrels, just like we put our bourbon and our rye in. And and when it, when it ages in, in those new charred American oak barrels, you're going to get those typical American whiskey flavors, those caramel, toffee, vanilla, uh, oak, that, that, uh, really kind of robust barrel flavor that, that, you, you know, you think of in bourbon, but then it's got, but then it's made of single malt. So it's delicious and, uh, distinctive. I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> like as, as, as American, uh, distilleries go, uh, whiskey distilleries go, mm-hmm. I mean, it all came from 
Scotland and Ireland. Oh, without so a doubt. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's it's almost like paying homage, but uh, giving it giving yeah. an American twist. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's a great it's a great whiskey. I love that single malt whiskey. Um, you guys are doing like so many cool things. I mean, I, there's not enough time in this show to even talk about <laughs> all of it. One of my favorite things. I've been to the distillery a few times. Um, one of the things I find very cool, like in a very like new school way of making spirits, is that in your aging room, your like Rick House, mm-hmm. which also doubles as your gift shop <laughs> and tasting room, uh, there's something really cool that happens in there. I mean, uh, they're all small barrels to like kind of like promote like kind of a quicker aging experience. Yeah. But then there's also Oh, well, you're talking about how uh, all of our whiskey grew up on dubstep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. yeah. So. So, we should get Jack uh, to make a, 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 a <laughs> yes, playlist. For put, a, put a playlist together for, for our whiskeys. Well, so uh, basically, yeah, one of the, uh, the, the co-founder, along with Ralph, uh, Brian Miller, is um, uh, um, not Brian Miller. Why did I just no, say that? No, that's Brian Miller. Yeah, yeah. the tiki guy. <laughs> I know. Uh, Brian Lee. Uh, he, he is a sound engineer, and... Um, he started uh, rigging up big uh, speakers to to basically play very loud bassy music to our barrels while they're aging, which basically it, it's just you're agitating the barrels and mm-hmm. you're you're uh, increasing the contact between the spirit and and the wood and and kind of forcing the that interaction in a way that that ages the the whiskey a little faster, um, and we, you know we called it sonic maturation or sonic agitation, and the the truth of the matter is new we, band name Jack yes sonic. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 haven't been doing it lately we're we're going to be doing it again but basically uh, there was there was a fire in, in a, a couple years ago and and so we've been. Very very hardcore. Not, nothing. No one got hurt. A few barrels got got charred, which uh, which is which, a good thing. Yeah, we're looking forward to, <laughs> to tasting that stuff soon enough. Our double charred whiskey, but um, uh, limited the, edition. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> but in the meantime, you know, we've battened down the hatches and been very very hardcore about safety and and uh, and so and until we figure out how how to do you know sparkless uh, electrical systems and and speakers, we we uh, we, we we turned off the tune. Um, but it'll be happening again. I mean, th- th- there's there's a lot of innovation that that's happening uh, throughout. You know, kind of craft distilling. Uh, but one of the things, of course, with with aging whiskey, there's 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 no uh, replacement for for just letting it sit in the barrel and, and age. That being said, yeah, we make the baby bourbon, for instance. It's not called baby bourbon because of the baby bottle, but rather the baby barrels. Like yeah. we're, we're aging some of it in tiny little barrels, five, ten, fifteen gallon barrels, um, and you know it ages a lot faster. That that just ratio spirit to wood. Ultimately, it's 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 going to age a lot quicker. That being said, there's a difference between aging and maturation. So uh, there's there's some some things that that you can't speed up. And uh, and so nowadays that we've been making whiskey a lot longer, we've got big barrels. We've got 53, 54-gallon kind of standard mm-hmm. whiskey-sized barrels that you think of um, that, that have been aging in the Rick House for, for a few years. And we, we now mix. We actually are blending some of our bar- tiny barrels that, that have that really aggressive vanilla, caramel, oak, boom kind of flavor with some of the more mature 
longer aging in the big barrels uh, whiskey. And, and, you know, we blend it for the flavor profile we're looking for. So it's still, you know, it's younger whiskey. It's not, the, it's not age statement whiskey. You're not talking about 10 years. Uh, you're talking about all under four-year whiskey. But, you know, we don't age it to an age statement. We age it to the flavor that we're looking for. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between doing it right and doing it right now. But it sounds like to me you're doing it right right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow that, steal that copyright. Yeah, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can take that one. Um, well, man, I know there's like there's so much more to talk about. I mean, like yeah. there's you know the uh, also in the rig house there's pumping up the 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 hot water from the still that does the spiraling thing the heat the there's like to yeah. heat the room, like there's so many things to talk about about that distillery. I, I encourage anyone who's uh, close by the New York area or even visiting, oh uh, yeah, to go up to Gardner, New York, and Gardner. Check it out. It's it's right near New Paltz. It's uh, you know 90 minutes from, from where so we're sitting close, right now. So close, and it's beautiful Hudson River Valley, the gateway to the Gunks, the Shawangunk Ridge, and, and the mountains there that are you know a, a destination for climbers from around the world. Which is why Ralph even went up there in the first mm-hmm. place. He's a climber. And uh, you used to just, let hippies like just camp out. And <laughs> yeah, climb. well, that, that, I think that was the original intention. Which yeah. the, neighbor, the neighbors balked at, and uh, he had to start a world class distillery instead. So hey, you know the the neighbors were on to something, I guess. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, in the summertime, it's open seven days, and there's a new restaurant. Well, it's been around for a while. Tuttle House at the Mill, the, mm-hmm. the restaurant that's right there next to the distillery. Uh, Tuttletown just took it took it over again. Um, they had they had sold it basically to raise money to pour into the distillery, and, and they <laughs> bought it back from the folks who were running it for the last bunch of years. And now, great Hudson whiskey cocktails on the on the menu as well as some of the other Tuttletown spirits. And you know, it's it's an awesome day trip. Uh, but yeah, seven days during the summertime and in the, in the winter time. Uh, you know, every weekend we do tours. And are you guys doing the harvest soon? Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, October up there, late September, October, it's so beautiful. I mean, um, you know, the Tuttletown, uh, they make uh, their gin and, and one of their vodkas with, with fresh apples from, again, right up the road, Tantillo's yep. Farm, some other farms right around the distillery. And so, you know, they'll be apple picking. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, we're coming up to harvest season. It's a, a another just gorgeous time to be up in, in the Hudson River Valley. Awesome. Any excuse, you know. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I need no excuses to go up there. All right, well, come on up. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Know. I can't wait. Sure. Can't wait to make it back up there. Where can we find you? Uh, well, HudsonWhiskey.com. Uh, you want to get a hold of me, Han, H-A-N, at HudsonWhiskey.com. Drop me a line. Let me know if you're going to go up to the distillery. Let me s- set something up for you. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I hope... Uh, as I uh, travel the country on behalf of Hudson Whiskey, I get to say hi to some of the folks listening, and and I I, I love some some of the folks who've been on your show before. I'm I, you know I'm awesome. a big fan of so. Uh, thank you for having me. I really Absolutely. do appreciate it. My pleasure. I just emailed you, actually, <laughs> while we're talking about this. Amazing. <laughs> me and Jack, we're coming up. All right. Well, that's it for the speakeasy this week. Thank you so much, Han. Thanks for having it's me. It's been a, a grand pleasure just having you in the studio and uh, having. There's a lot for our listeners, just to tell you, there's <laughs> a lot more whiskey in here than we just sampled. Uh, I'm sure the good folks out here at Roberta's are going to really enjoy no doubt. Uh, trying some of it. Well,. I can't thank you enough, um, and it's been a great pleasure having you here on the Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. 
org. Please uh, check out this show and others just like it, except probably not as good as mine. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.